Hello, everyone. My name is Katrina King, QIC's General Manager of Capital Solutions. Thank you for joining this QPod, QIC's Investor Insights podcast series. Resilience in the Australian consumer was a hallmark of both the COVID period and on a relative basis, even during the global financial crisis. But how will 10 successive interest rate hikes in less than a year impact the consumer and our retail industry? What management preparation can be done for the anticipated impact? What does experience teach us? And how do our precincts need to adapt for consumer trends? To address these questions and more, I am joined by Michael O'Brien, QIC's Managing Director of Real Estate and most recently announced National President of the Property Council of Australia. Congratulations, Michael, on that new appointment. Thank you very much, Katrina. Nice to be here. And welcome to the QPod. So QIC has recently released a new paper titled The Future of Retail. The paper explores the outlook that we have for the economy more broadly, and then how that is relating to consumer spending and behaviour. What in a nutshell would you say your key takeaway from that outlook piece is? Yeah, thanks Katrina. I think it it is 23 for us. We're sort of cautiously optimistic and I think that's captured well in the paper. Coming out of the pandemic through the course of uh, 2022, we saw extraordinary growth in, in sales across our uh, retail assets, massive amount of pent-up demand, and that was flowing very strongly through through the assets, which was fantastic. And so what, what we sort of saw was a very buoyant leasing market, we were able to um, do a lot of leasing through that period as a result of that very strong sales growth. The rental as a proportion of the sales of the retailers, that's a, a sort of a metric that we follow very closely, um, that, that is a, in very good shape. So that's a, a very low level. And so that what that means is the retailers are, have got rental settings that are, are very affordable for them. But it's great for our investors as well because it provides us with a base off which we can grow rents, you know, quite um, solidly over the over the course of the next few years. Um, and undoubtedly, as a, a result of those uh, rate rises that Katrina mentioned, um, you know, we, we are going to see some softening in that sales environment. But we're in a very good position across our portfolio as we head into, you know, what's inevitably going to be a, a softer sales environment. Uh, it's great preparation and good to hear that. I think the volatility in the market uh, has certainly persisted um, for longer than I'd previously anticipated. I do think, though, that we are probably getting close to central banks' terminal rates. Market expectations for that are growing. But I do think that the recent inflation prints have been quite robust still, both in US and Australia. And we're starting to see, I, I guess, some of the cracks that raising interest rates quickly can bring with some of the recent bank stresses, uh, both in Europe and the US. What would you say to investors who are concerned about the volatility of retail assets in this unpredictable environment? Yeah, what we've seen, and I think this is well sort of represented through our portfolio, is that the, the type of assets that we want to invest in are at different ends of the retail spectrum, if you like. So we know that the uh, smaller assets, neighbourhood type assets, supermarket anchored, non-discretionary retail uh, are incredibly strong. Um, and you know that that was absolutely proven through the pandemic period. 
continued to perform very strongly and you know we're very confident in, in that end of the, the sector and, and they are generally owned by our core plus funds. But then at the other end, we own big super regional, uh, what we call town centre assets that are much larger, um, that are right in the centre of their communities, they're very dominant in, in the retail catchment, have terrific transport networks. And one of the advantages of our portfolio is that we own a lot of land around those, those retail core assets. And so they're the types of assets that we want to own at the larger end. And our portfolio has assets like Rabina on the Gold Coast, uh, Castle Towers in Sydney, the Canberra Centre, Eastland and, and Water Gardens in Melbourne. And they're very strong assets, big assets, performing at very highly productive levels with enormous adjoining land holdings where we can undertake these mixed-use development opportunities. We've got 20-year master plans that re reflect those. Um, and we think that they are going to be extremely resilient through cycles as we continue to add value to not only the retail core, but to the, the adjoining land holdings through complementary mixed uses as we build out those master plans. Oh, it's a good perspective on it and a good framework, I think, looking at that spectrum. You're listening to Katrina King and QIC's Investor Insights QPod where I'm speaking with QIC Real Estate's Managing Director, Michael O'Brien, on his outlook for retail real estate. Michael, your team's obviously worked really hard through the COVID period to achieve the results that they have and, and to capitalise on that resilient consumer. Can you just walk us through how you've used those last 12 months to prepare for what you think you might be facing now as the cumulative interest rates start to impact consumer spending more. And we've been very busy through that pandemic period, Katrina. And, you know, as I mentioned, that the last 12 months where we've had really buoyant operating conditions. So we spent a lot of time on ensuring that the assets are virtually 100% occupied because the demand has been there. We've worked very hard on getting our debt levels down um, to absolutely minimum levels, and, and we've been able to achieve that. But then we've also been executing on those town centre master plans on refiguring the retail to complementary mixed uses. And we've included uh, facilities like co-working into some of the um, unproductive retail space and some of the assets. But then also we've been developing uh, office assets that are close to the retail core in assets like Eastland and Rubina. Um, so really sort of starting on that journey of the town centre mixed use development opportunities. And so, you know, I think that when we look at the potential of the assets and the operating conditions that we've seen, so that sort of rental base and the opportunity to drive that, the rental growth moving forward, um, even though we're moving into a weaker, we think, sales environment, I can't remember a time where the potential and, and the base of the assets is, is as strong as I've seen it. And that's across the non-discretionary smaller retail assets, as well as the larger uh, town centre assets as well. So, you know, I think probably 23 is going to be a, a definitely a tougher period than what we saw last year. But I think we're in very good shape to uh, continue to drive the investment performance of the of the assets. Thank you. In reading through the future of retail piece that you've just released, 
Uh, I noted one sort of phrase that you use in description of the town centre is bringing to life more of that day to night approach. Uh, and I'm just wondering if you could uh, elaborate a little bit on what that means to you, particularly when you know, core retail has been so fundamental to the QIC story so far. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And a lot of the work that we've been doing around sort of orientating the, the retail mix has been on broadening the usage and the uh, of the asset and, and sort of really driving that kind of nighttime economy. So entertainment and dining has been a really important part of that. So cinemas, of course, have been uh, a big part of, of these of the larger retail assets for many years. And they had obviously a very tough time through the pandemic, but they bounced back very strongly. But then, you know, we've consistently been working on the dining offer across the the bigger assets and and how that complements the the entertainment offering that we have within the asset. And so we've done a lot of work at the Canberra Centre, for example, where, you know, that's really in the CBD. Uh, we've invested in uh, the Station Street precinct, for example, at Water Gardens, which is you know, a dramatically improved dining offer. Eastland has a very strong uh, dining offer as well. So, yeah, it's, it's really important that these assets are not just there for the retail trading hours. And this is a big part of the, the mixed-use town centre strategy is we want to make these kind of little sort of mini CBDs, if you like, have um, activity right through a, a much broader time frame than what we would yeah. traditionally have associated with just a retail asset. Retail, interesting. I want to explore that changing consumer theme that you spoke about in a little bit more detail. I know that QIC does speak of the five consumer megatrends, uh, trends that you've identified in partnership with Urbis quite some time ago. Uh, and so you've been, they've been influencing your active management strategies. As an example, I think that that health and wellness one and the experiences at your shopping centres do have the potential to sort of have a lower beta to any potential slowdown in the economic cycle. But could you share with us some concrete examples of what QIC have adopted in the investment and development strategy to perhaps harness that theme? Yeah, health and wellbeing is a really interesting example. And we've seen across a range of kind of categories where, you know, that theme has become, has, has been a, a, a real feature of the, the retailing landscape and the types of operators that have embraced that theme. So Athleisure is a, a really good example of that, and we've we've now got an Athleisure precinct at um, the Canberra Centre. We've we've done a very similar thing at, at Eastland, but it's not just Athleisure, uh, action and an adventure type type of sporting operators like MacPack and Kathmandu and JD Sports have been very active in looking for additional space, and and so we've been able to sort of orientate some of these precincts to capture a whole range of sort of uh, types of things that people are really looking for through that health and wellbeing theme. Um, and it's been it's been very successful. And so particularly where we've been able to remix um, low productivity space, and this is a good example at Eastland, where we've taken the productivity of that space through that um, uh, the circuit precinct, um, which is the health and wellbeing precinct, up to well over $11,000 a square metre. And previously, it was only about $8,500 a square metre. 
So, so it's really just kind of capturing that theme, um, which consumers are very focused on and working the brands and these very strong operators into space that that allows them to really you know take take advantage of, of that demand and, and we we see more of that happening it's, and it's not just in clothing uh, the the health and wellness um, theme is being very much embraced by services retailers as, as well and and that's been a significant um you know growth area for us as well so we, we've actually doubled the amount of space that we've had dedicated to health and well-being type operators uh, across the portfolio since 2010. It's been a really strong theme and a number of new retailers have emerged over that time frame to, to be active in that, in that space. Thank you, Michael. It's been a really interesting conversation. I certainly learned about the spectrum of um, retail assets and, and at that uh, larger end, which one may quickly think have more economic risk. It sounds like the team have really been thinking hard about the future of what all these cumulative interest rate hikes could mean uh, and making sure the portfolio is really well positioned for that, not only in the debt structure of the over the assets that you have, but also in really taking those consumer trends, those mega themes that you identified some years ago and really using it to pivot away from maybe traditional spaces and that, and that it really is paying off. And I'm sure we'll be able to um, keep things steady and stable over what may be a little bit more of a volatile environment coming up. For a deeper dive into what QIC envisages is ahead for that retail sector, do check out our latest thought leadership paper, The Future of Retail. This paper and a collection of other interesting materials can be found on the QIC website. Thank you.